0: Welcome back to the Embodied Wellness Radio, everybody. A podcast framed around creating the happiest and healthiest lives that we can make through fitness, mindset, nutrition, and so much more. Today's guest is an essential oils educator, a mama, a wife, and a former dental hygienist. She helps out people to reduce their toxic load, elevate their health, and learn how to swap out everyday products to more natural plant-based options, as well as empower themselves to live happier lives. She loves teaching people about the magic of essential oils and how they're such a supportive tool to help our bodies return to a state of homeostasis. Welcome to the podcast, Lindsey Graham.
1: Hello, guys. How are you? doing well. We're so excited to have you on today. So maybe you just want to let the listeners know a little bit about who you are and what you do with your career and how you help people.
0: But before you do, look at how pretty your living room is. Oh my goodness. It is. It's a nice living room. I love that. (laughs) I'm all about like a nice white space and we're trying to create that in our house right now. We got a limited space to do that, but I love what you got going on with your interior design. But anyways, tell us about you.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Um, So I got into essential oils. almost six years ago now, um, at the time I was suffering from really, really post bad postpartum anxiety. Um, and someone introduced me to essential oils. I was really, really skeptical (laughs) because I had been using essential oils in the past. Um, not doTERRA obviously. And I just wasn't finding that they had any type of like therapeutic response in my body. So I was actually really, um, quite skeptical. Um, but at the time I was not sleeping. So I was like, I want to try, you know, for anybody out there who does not sleep, you know how open you are to trying many different things to help you gain the sleep you need, especially when you're a new mom. Um, so I started using some of these oils and I was just getting such crazy, amazing responses um, to the point where I would go into work at the dental office and, you know, you're privy to so many people's on a daily basis you see what six or seven patients and all of their health history and you know you get to know your patients and they they share their struggles with you and so many times i just found myself during the day wanting to you know help support my patients with essential oils and share them with them so i really feel like the universe or whatever you believe in was pushing me to take a different route in my life and to be able to support people in a different way. Um, So I started sharing essential oils then, and I could go on and on. I've helped. I think our team now helps over 6,000 families go globally. Um, And the thing I love about doTERRA is, you know, we're going to get into this later, but I love just their whole motto when it comes to the way we source, the way we test um, and just how, I love how I get to help empower people and educate people um, to be able to take their health back into their own hands, because so many of us outsource our health um, and our decisions around health and what we're doing on an everyday basis, and I think that there's never been a greater time for us to really be empowered and educated when it comes to our health and all of the different products that we're using on a daily basis um, and to be able to swap and switch those out so that we do feel like we're in the driver's seat again when it comes to our health and that we can treat our future bodies. Right. I always tell people that Mm -hmm. Um, we seem to forget that everything we're doing today, whether it's eating or putting something on our skin or praying, spraying ourselves with perfumes or the medications we take are either feeding or fighting disease in the body. So um yeah so i help people with essential oils and i help them learn how to swap out so many things that they're already using in their home that are increasing their toxic load so i'm helping them decrease their toxic load and then i'm also helping them become empowered again when it comes to their health and become more educated around that
0: yeah i honestly to be completely transparent with everybody i wasn't super down with essential oils until probably about six months ago it helps that Sarah obviously had them around the house and they're always going but I originally thought that essential oils were literally just something to help like as an air freshener essentially and then there was a few yeah. tricks that made me realize that this full-on practice of almost alchemy is so important for so many things even as uh, something as simple as a headache what was that thing you were doing for my headache because like within I'd say 20 minutes, I had a full-on migraine, drop down to almost nothing. And obviously, this is just my experience, but uh, tell the listeners what this little magic trick was. (laughs) First off,
1: it's important to note that many people don't buy into essential oils because they have a certain stigma around them. But if we really peel this back a layer, we've been using plant medicine for as long as we've been alive. And essential oils, uh, or pure quality essential oils, I should say, they're no different they're taking these medicinal compounds from the plant, they're concentrating them into an essential oil. So to ask the question, do essential oils work? We're asking the question, does plant medicine work? You're asking the question, does aspirin work? Because where do you think that comes from? So although there's a lot of skepticism around like, what an essential oil is really at the base of it this is plant medicine this is science this is chemical compounds having an effect on our body and our biology and so A lot of people need to see it work in action. So like Denon, for example, had a headache and we use a few essential oils. Well, we use lots of essential oils, but for headaches, you can use frankincense, which is really amazing at passing the blood-brain barrier. You can use peppermint, which is a pretty popular one, and then a specific doTERRA blend called Past Tense. So we use the Past Tense roller, which has... um, really some muscle relaxing essential oils in it on the back of his neck and his temples to relieve some tension, as well as frankincense and peppermint internally. And within a few minutes, his headache was already gone. I asked him, how's your headache? He's like, "Oh, I forgot that I even had one. And so it's extremely powerful to have these non-toxic ways to deal with kind of everyday issues in our life. And also to understand that These are backed by science. We understand the effects that certain compounds have in our body and the ways that they work. And when you're buying into a pure high quality essential oil that's been tested, um, third party tested and lab tested, we already know what the results are going to be, whether or not somebody believes it at that point in time or not.
0: And I was trying to do a little bit of preparation before we had you on this podcast, and I was listening to somebody else talk about it, and he's another essential oils expert. And one of the um, the notes that stood out to me was how even one drop of peppermint oil, and you might have to let me know if I got these numbers wrong, but I think it was equal to 25 cups of peppermint tea. Yes.
2: Yes. So it's far more potent than having like a herbal tea or a herbal remedy or tinctures. And like, I fully support those modalities and use those as well. Um, But yes, one drop of peppermint tea is equal to one drop of peppermint essential oil is equal to 28 cups of peppermint tea. So when you're using a pure therapeutic um, oil, um, a tested true product, um, it's going to have a different response in your body and you only need a little bit. That's, you know, I always tell people less is more when it comes to using a doTERRA essential oil, which is also really nice as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And so maybe we should just talk a little bit about what an essential oil is and how they're made so that the, our wellness gain can understand a little bit more about what it actually is.
2: Okay. So essential oils basically are used by the plant. They're the plant's—I don't want to say immune system—but um, they work sometimes as an immune system. They help um, attract pollinators. They help um, repair themselves or heal themselves. Um, they help, um, you know, protect themselves from other um, harmful things that can come near them. And when we, so really, it's plant medicine, right? It's the original medicine. And when we take that medicine and we harness it in the proper way and have a pure plant medicine, um, an essential oil, say, and we use it on or in our body, our body recognizes it. We have really similar building blocks to plants. Um, A lot of people Mm -hmm. will argue with me on that, but it's the truth. So when we put a pure plant medicine in or on our body, unlike a synthetic medication or a synthetic oil or something like that, Our body doesn't have to take the time to be like, whoa, what is that and how do I process this and how do I get it out of my body, it takes it in and it just brings your body back to that beautiful state of homeostasis right and I'm not saying that they're the be all end all there's also uh, many other things that you can do, um, depending on what you're dealing with. But when you're using that essential oil, you're basically gaining all of those properties and qualities that the plant has that it's using, and we're using it in ourselves. So instead of using an over-the-counter medication, say for a headache, I can use plant medicine and it makes my headache go away. And then I know I'm not increasing my toxic load by using an over-the-counter medication and putting stress on my detoxification organs. I'm actually keeping my body in a state of homeostasis and not increasing my toxic load.
0: So I want to go back to one thing that you said there right at the beginning was you mentioned that our bodies are built on plants and then people argue with you about that. Can you explain that a little bit more?
2: Well, I think there's this assumption by general public, it's changing, right, over the years, um, that it's woo-woo or it's snake oil or how could that actually, you know, how can we be like plants and how is our biology any, you know, um, similar And we just know from like, like Sarah said earlier, these have been using been used for thousands of years. And what happened is we got away from this natural or alternative way of treating our body with the beautiful plants that we have. And instead we went to pharmaceuticals, right? So I think because we've been so conditioned for so long, hearing that this alternative way or these alternative medicines or these things, you know, they don't work or they don't work in the body. It just takes some education. And also also what I always say to people is just try it. See what type of response you have in your body. You don't know how something's going to work unless you try it. Like even me, I was skeptical to try it again, but thank God I did. Right. Because we've been able to reduce our entire family's toxic load and replace so many things in our home. And that feels really good as a mom to be empowered that way and to have those tools.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important to also kind of, we've briefly touched on it, but explain a little bit more about quality of essential oils. So there's lots and lots of essential oils out there. There's tons of different brands and some of them actually have fillers and synthetics in them. So when we're talking about these oils as medicine, it's very, very important to understand that there's a difference between a therapeutic high grade essential oil and something you would buy at Shoppers Drug Mart or Sage.
2: Mm -hmm. so one point I just wanted to go back on before I answer that is an example of you know plant medicine in action is if you went up to a tree that produces frankincense right where we get frankincense from we source ours in Somalia from three different types Um, but if you went up to that tree and you took an axe to it it would produce that resin to heal itself right Mm -hmm. so when we're taking that resin and then we're using it on ourselves it's going to have some of the same um, effects in our body So I just wanted to to give you an example because a lot Mm -hmm. of people have a hard time wrapping their mind around it. Um, When it comes to essential oils and what's a good essential oil and what's not, it's a very confusing market. Currently, everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. Um, The company that I work for and the company that I choose um, to work with and partner with. Um, is doTERRA so doTERRA has been in the essential oil industry for decades Um, they used to work with another company some of the owners and they ethically couldn't work there anymore because of the practices Um, you know going to a lab and having um, a chemist say hey like I can make you lavender or peppermint and you know they're just using pure synthetics to make that so you're not actually getting a pure plant medicine which then creates this mindset of essential oils don't work like I had Mm -hmm. so doTERRA knew they had to do things completely different So what we do is unlike anybody else in the industry, we source everything indigenously, which means we don't have as many essential oils as different companies, because we won't source something unless we can source it um, ethically, unless the product's good, unless we can have a working relationship with the farmer. Um, And we do our own testing in our million dollar lab. We do upwards of 52 different tests. But then on top of that, doTERRA does something very different that no other essential oil company does out there. And that is that we send our oils to third party um, for testing. And if that, if it doesn't pass the tests, we don't sell it. Um, something people also say to me is, oh, well, you say it's organic, but how do I know it's organic? Okay, so when we're sourcing essential oils, say from Somalia, from Haiti, from um, Nepal, well, each country's organic certification varies and some countries are really crappy, right? So what doTERRA do, does is we created the CPTG standard and it's it's um, a good standard because, what it, because there is no standard in the essential oil industry as a whole. And what it does is it tests for everything, like the pesticides, the heavy metals, all of those things. So when you get a doTERRA oil and you look at the bottom of the bottle, I have one here, it has a little number on there and you can actually, if there was ever an issue, Um, you can go back and you can scan or figure out or you just enter this number in um, and it will give you the GCMS report and it also gives the company um, the opportunity to then say okay this came from batch so-and-so and and this is what we're seeing so blah 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 right so there's also that level as well doTERRA also practices something called co-impact sourcing so I really care about the environment. Um, I have a little girl and I want her to be around for a long time and have a beautiful earth. So what happens is there's these middlemen or these brokers in the essential oil industry. And what they do is they will rip the farmers off. They will buy the essential oils bulk. They will then take them and they will cut them with synthetics and fillers. And then they sell them to people who don't know any better. And you'll see some of these stores, you know, it's local. And you ask them, I always ask them, have you visited the farm? Well, no, Um, did you do your own testing or do you have the means to do testing, you know, in a million dollar lab? Well, no, right? So I saw this in Guatemala firsthand when I went on a co-impact sourcing trip, like doTERRA has such great partnerships with these people who bring us this beautiful plant medicine. And we're also being mindful to not just destroy the environment around it or to completely deplete a plant species just so that we can make money. Um, When I first started there was an oil called Melissa It's lemon balm right many people drink lemon balm tea it's very calming Um, and I really wanted it for my anxiety and we didn't carry it for 18 months, so we didn't carry it because it didn't pass our testing it's one of our most expensive oils it's one of our most um, popular oils. So to me, that spoke volumes about the integrity of the company, that they're not willing to bend or shift on their standards in order just to make a dollar. And doTERRA can do things way easier and way cheaper, like many other essential oil companies do, but the owners are not willing to compromise. And that is why the medical community takes them so seriously, I think, um, compared to other essential oil companies.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important to note, too, if you listened to our last podcast where we discussed mushrooms and how it's impossible to find the actual percentage of active compounds in that supplement online and so just like doTERRA it's important that they have the transparency where you can actually look up the testing that was done for that specific bottle and so that amount of transparency where they're supporting their product so much that you know that every single drop you get in there is what what says on the label and that there's nothing else and so brand transparency to us is extremely important and being able to actually know what you're getting because unfortunately the supplement and the alternative medicine realm is very unregulated and oftentimes you're not getting what you think you're getting or you're getting a little bit of that with a bunch of other crap
0: i'm doing some research right now in the supplement industry which i mentioned in the last podcast on plant proteins whey proteins and collagens and doing the exact same thing of um seeing what companies are going to be transparent enough to send me the coas um just to see what the heavy metal ratings actually are on all of these products. But even what you're saying when you were talking about how um, essential oil companies would be cutting their essential oils with other things, that actually made me think a lot about the olive oil industry, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was traveling in Europe, I would expect to have the best uh, olive oils that I could have in the country. And then the locals told me, you'll never have the olive oil because it's always it's kept for the rich and it's kept for uh, just the people within the community. For example, Italy doesn't even have enough olive groves currently to supply the rest of the world. So most of the other oils are coming from uh, the Southern hemisphere or Australia, or I guess, I guess that's the same, but uh, different uh, continents because they can't export enough themselves. And even when they do, most of it's cut with peanut oil, a very inflammatory oil. So uh, you and I both understand the uh, issues with that. So it kind of Sounded very similar in comparison there
1: mm-hmm. yeah and I think that uh, we touched a little bit about on toxic this idea of toxic load and so why would you even care if it's cut with other stuff like doesn't it still smell nice and so I think it's really important to clearly identify what a toxic load is and just how harmful it actually is for our bodies especially as females
2: Yeah, and I started to see this and be interested in this firsthand when I moved from Toronto, my practice in Ottawa as well. And then I moved to Salt Spring Island, which is a small island, right? Gulf islands. And people are just a little bit more forward thinking there. It was a very stark contrast between the patients I was seeing in Toronto and Ottawa, all the medications and their lifestyle. And then when I moved to Salt Spring, it opened my eyes to organic food and like being more mindful about what I put in my body and really helping. Like I'm 43 right now. I'm almost 44. I look younger than I did at 33. And I truly believe it's because of my lifestyle and because I'm so choosy about what I put in and on my body. And I always tell people, you know, people will be like, wow, buzzkill. You know, you told me about this, has <laughs> this, and this. Well, wouldn't you rather know? And make an informed educated decision that you know isn't going to harm you down the road because even if we're you know being mindful like you guys are and i am we're still exposed to so many things and envi- things environmentally and toxins um and we're really living in this toxic soup so we can't bury our head in the sand when it comes to our health anymore and we cannot outsource and just trust whatever we're told by industry because the research we read usually is bought and paid for by the industry that seeks to make the money off of it, right? Like you guys know all this. Um, so, decreasing our toxic load, especially for women, has never been more important. Um, I remember I read a study when I was pregnant with Adeline the, through the EWG, and they were talking about how um, cord blood has hundreds if not thousands of chemicals in it that are endocrine disruptors you know the pesticides the carcinogens all of these things and that is a brand new baby right and we know even when we're pregnant i wanted to talk about this because i think a lot of women that are listening to this are of childbearing age or are going to have children And making those changes now before you have your child and then when you're pregnant is so huge, right? And reducing our toxic load. So whenever we can choose a product that's not going to increase it but decrease it is very, very important. Especially for women with our hormones, all of the endocrine disruptors out there, it is out of control.
0: You know, one thing that we've had to have a conversation about recently is um, having empathy, for a lot of the people that hate on a lot of the truths that we're putting out and a lot of the information that we put out there that honestly scares them. Because when you're taking control of your health, all of a sudden, there's a lot of responsibility in your hands. And then when you think a little bit bigger and think about not only is this my health, but whatever I'm doing to my body right now is going to be the DNA that I'm setting up for my children in the next three to five years, which you're right is a good amount of the people listening to this podcast. So when we look at the grand scheme of health, it can be extremely daunting and very overwhelming. But if you're just taking it one piece at a time and choosing one subject, maybe this week you're gonna learn about nutrition, maybe next week, maybe that's when we'll start to dig into physical fitness. Really, it's more on a month by month basis. But for the most part, we understand if you're listening to this and we're talking about certain tests and testing and it sounds overwhelming. But for the most part, if you just focus on one thing at a time, all of these things start to break away. And by the end of the year, if you're focusing on one subject a month, think of how much farther you're going to be ahead. Because I understand I've been in this position, for example, probably four years ago, I listened to my first uh, podcast with Dr. Zach Bush, who when we talk about toxic load in the environment, he speaks quite a bit about glyphosate, for example, um, which is destroying human health. And most people don't even know what it is. Actually, recently, it's been renamed to a new chemical, um, mm-hmm. which that's a whole other podcast topic on its own. However,
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's, we, we could go into a, a deep dive into this. However, it's something that it scared me so much when I first heard about this and what it could do to literally the human species over the next 70 to 100 years to the point where I actually pushed it out of my mind for like two years, two and a half years. Um, and only about, yeah, like two, two years ago or so, I started to dig back into the, the research and this time I was mentally prepared for it. And it allowed me to then talk about it with people and make a plan of action for the future of how I want to live my life and integrate all of the small habits into my life that can help benefit a generation.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also important to note that I say this to my clients all the time. Unfortunately, the default for being alive is not health. If you are not going to take your health into your own hands, you are going to get sick. And I'm 100% confident in saying that, whether that's disrupted microbiome, disrupted hormonal health, infertility, PMS issues. Unfortunately, we live in a society where people care about money and power and status. And so these larger companies and industries, they don't care about your health. So if you're not going to care about your own health, Who's going to do it for you? And so at some point, even though it might seem scary, we need to start taking small steps for ourselves, for our future.
2: And it's what I tell people when it comes to toxic load. Like when I first started eating organically years ago and I was being made fun of, I was talking about the cocktail effect, right? Like, yes, okay, you're eating one apple that has a, an allowed level although I can even question that, of pesticides on it. But now we're eating a banana, we're having our steak, we're eating some green beans, we're slapping on some face cream, we're spraying ourselves with perfume. Now what's happened? Those chemicals have never all been tested together and their cumulative effect on our health and our hormones and our microbiome, um, you know? And as women, it's those low level, or even men, those low level chronic exposures to phthalates and endocrine disruptors that are
1: going to drive disease, right? And we, we see it. Cancer rates are higher than ever. Infertility rates are higher than ever. Um, people are fatter than ever. And so you can ignore the data all you want, but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily true. And so people are allowed to make their own decisions on their own health. So if somebody chooses or doesn't choose to, quote-unquote, care about something, that's completely up to them. But at some point, we also need to... Uh, basically realize that these facts are true and realize that the science is there and it is supported. And so to say that, Oh, this does or doesn't matter might be true to you, but it's not true based off of looking around at society and based off of the science. And so it's really our job to put this information out there. It's not our job to force people to do or to not do certain things. But with this education, we really encourage you to kind of think about what this means in your life and how you can start to apply it. So maybe it's not doing everything at once. Maybe it's you run out of your perfume and so you decide to get an essential oil roller instead. It's these small steps that really compound over time to take you to a place where you might never have imagined that you'd be at. And once you start to feel better, everything else starts to flow. And the more that you feel better, the more you want to make these small changes. And so it really just becomes this positive feedback loop of motivational spillover in your health.
2: So like Sarah was touching on earlier, this can be very overwhelming. A lot of people have this cognitive dissonance around it because they feel betrayed and they're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know this. And I thought these industries were looking out for me. And I just assumed that all of these products have been vetted and tested. And, you know, um, when I'm working with people, I always say like, hold up. it's Okay. Cause some people want to go home and throw everything out. And I tell people to work on one area at a time based on what, The issue, the main issue is that they want to work on. So maybe it's green cleaning. It's switching up your green cleaners, right? So I make every cleaner in our home with essential oils and like vinegar and Castile soap and distilled water and baking soda. So it's super easy to make your own cleaners and you're going to save so much money. Um, The EWG did a study and they're talking about, you know, just the quality of air in our home and how toxic it is because of what we're bringing in. That's a whole other probably podcast you Mm -hmm. can do. Mm -hmm. Um, So just switching up your green cleaners, right? Like this is our all-purpose cleaner. Um, I have OnGuard cleaner concentrate in there, some lemon, tea tree, vinegar, and water. And that is what I clean my entire home with. We don't need all of these Mr. Clean this and that, and, you know, all of these chemical cleaners we're bringing in our home. I shouldn't set a name. Um, This is our glass cleaner we use. I make a scrubbing paste. Um, So, definitely, your green cleaners is a great place to start and it's fun. I was never that Pinterest mom, like DIY queen. They're easy, trust me. It's not (laughs) overwhelming. Um, The second place that you want to really focus on is your cosmetics and your personal care products. Um, The Cosmetics Act actually hasn't changed since 1938. There's been some updates, but there's been no real changes. So, that whole area you need to be very mindful um, about the quality of the makeup you're using um, and you know your facial creams and toners and all of those things Um, I use all of doTERRA's plus a couple of other companies as well Um, another way that you can improve well you know, decrease your toxic load, not increase it, is just instead of burning candles or having Glade plug-ins or those reed diffusers like fragrance and perfume, basically under there is thousands of chemicals and hormone disruptors, such as phthalates, which are really bad for women, really, really bad. Um, And we can change that by just diffusing beautiful essential oils to make our home smell nice or to change the mood in our home or for sleep support. Um, And just looking at what, you know, even our food, right? And I know Sarah's probably talked about this before and choosing organic food and not stressing yourself out. Maybe you're going to start with the clean 15, right? Or at least, you know, when you're choosing an apple, you're making that informed choice. I'm going to buy this non-organic apple because that's all I can afford this week. Right. And maybe I'm going to improve another area of my life to help balance this out. It doesn't need to be this big stressful thing and it doesn't need to be all at once although I have people who you know have cancer or have these autoimmune conditions and are sick of feeling this way that they do go home and change everything um but you like I make my own dry shampoo I make my own facial toner pads I make my own laundry detergent I use dryer balls with essential oils on them like all of these little things you guys that you're swapping out and switching make a giant impact over time so I
1: love all of those DIYs and another really big culprit in putting toxins into our body is when we legitimately insert them into our birthing canal, when we use tampons and pads and other things. So maybe you could really briefly touch on how harmful those are for our health as a female.
2: Yeah. So it's one of the most important things that I think we can switch up is getting a diva cup or using organic um, tampons and pads because um, in so many tampons and pads, we have chlorine, (laughs) Mm-hmm. right and then we have dioxins we have phthalates and those phthalates used in that are called low molecular weight phthalates so they're much more absorbable right and that is a blood rich absorbable area where bypassing the liver and that first pass metabolism it's a very very important Um, place to switch over to an organic cotton tampon or pad or a diva cup Um, and yes it's going to be a little bit more um, upfront cost but in the long run you're saving yourself from so many harmful outcomes. Um, I'm really passionate about this lately after I deep dove into just all of the chemicals used in that and then we have fragrance added to some of them. Mm -hmm. morning fresh like we don't need morning (laughs) fresh down there and that fragrance then now has a thousand other chemicals attached to it which can be carcinogens so i think it's another really important place for us to level up
0: so if you were to send me some of these recipes that you've got because i want to make sure our listeners can take these actionable takeaways and apply them into their own lives um we put all the information into podcast notes. So for example, today's podcast notes will be at embodiedwellnessco.com slash blog slash 006. And this is a great spot for anybody who's listening or watching on the video to go check out some of these recipes and little home DIY tools that you can use yourself in your home, especially if you've got little ones in the house and you want to remove some of these toxic carcinogens, which translates to cancer causing uh, perfumes, scents, and other items in your house, this is going to be a great episode for you to check out these podcast notes.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also important just to um, circle back quickly that overall, we're becoming more mindful about what we put inside of our body. And there's a huge focus on, especially on social media of nutrition, what to eat, what not to eat. And so we've heard the phrase, your skin is your largest organ a lot. And when things become cliche, we tend to ignore them. We hear it, but we don't actually listen to what that phrase has to say. And so when she's talking about perfumes and beauty products, to some people it might seem like, oh, it's going on my skin. But what it means by your skin is your largest organ is that you put it on your skin, it gets absorbed directly into your bloodstream. And so in the same way that it's important to be mindful of what you're putting in your body, also understanding that what's happening around us also gets inside of our body even though it might seem indirect to many people and so i think this is a really important point to clarify because we tend to ignore things that we hear all the time but they're cliche for a reason and this is why we hear them all the time and so when making these changes um even if you're not ready to fully switch to eating only organic foods it's out of your price point starting to make simple swaps when you are already going to do something so Say your mascara runs out and now you listen to this podcast. You have an informed choice. You're already going to repurchase that mascara. What is the best choice for you at that time? And so phrasing it in that question as well, like what is the best choice for me at this time? Maybe there's a barrier that's holding you back from being able to buy, say all organic food, but is the best choice for you then to sacrifice in other areas or to be more mindful? And so We put this information out there and this is in an ideal world, but also understanding how to apply it by asking yourself these questions and really checking in with why you're making decisions and the fact that what you're doing is your decision and that your decisions directly impact your health and the way that you show up for yourself and your children and your future family as well.
0: Oh man, you know, I want to get eventually, uh, like pesticides expert or even like, Hey, how about Dr. Zach Bush eventually <laughs> on the pod? Because I'm honestly leaning towards being in the camp of anything non-organic being more harmful than not. Even though we were talking about micronutrients and all these little benefits of, of greens, I'm leaning towards the camp of, uh, I'd rather go carnivore, but mm-hmm. maybe I got we it fast. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. With how much it does to your body, um, yeah, that's a whole other topic on its own, but I'm going to let you keep going.
2: I think um, two documentaries that people might want to watch is one that I watched years ago that had a profound effect on me was called um, The Human Experiment. That's a really good one that just talks about women's fertility and cancer and how food and cosmetics and perfumes and all these things can contribute. Um, And then the other one that just came out is called toxic beauty, and it really dives deep into the beauty care industry and just how unregulated it is. But again, how there's this general assumption that we're being looked out for when we're not. Right. Um, So, and also just more now than ever, I especially think after this last year that people are becoming more conscious consumers and they want to know more and they're being more empowered. So Um, I also love Sarah that I've always told you this you're a young woman yet you're so powerful and just the fact that you want to educate yourself and help educate and up-level other people on a real profound level it's just it's amazing to me to see because so many women in their 20s usually don't
1: care right Mm -hmm. and like I said like if we're not gonna care about ourselves probably maybe your family but not many other people are going to make these choices for you and so It's not necessarily like a nice thing to do. Like we need to advocate for our own health. I've seen my mom have cancer. I've seen my family die from this. And so at some point we need to understand that, okay, cancer is a genetic mutation, but what we do directly influences our outcome and our future self and our future health. And so we have to care. Like the bottom line is we need to care about ourselves. We need to care about other people. We need to care about our future family. We need to have this level of education and compassion. And so really, I've always said that I think that my life purpose is teaching and educating. And so putting this information out there so that whether or not you, you still make your own choices, but at least now you're making more informed choices is important.
0: You know, earlier yeah. in the podcast, oh, sorry, sorry to after you, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to touch on what
2: Sarah said, because a lot of people say to me, well, both my parents had cancer, and it's just my genes. And it's like, well, yeah, the genes load the gun, but your lifestyle pulls the trigger. Mm-hmm. So that's not your end result if you decide to take ownership and start changing things.
0: So I want to take it back to one thing we talked about in the very beginning was that it seems like most people's uh, first experience uh, dabbling in essential oils is really an anecdotal experience. Um, So I wanted to ask you actually, because you said you were having some uh, health changes and it was your first experiences with oils that really got you into it. What was that and what did it help you with?
2: Well, I had tried other oils in the past. I got some from the mall (laughs) and, you know, I knew enough to know that it made my house smell better and it was better than burning a toxic candle with carcinogens in it or a Glade plug-in. Like if I go to someone's house and they have a Glade plug-in, I'm like, I'm sorry, I need to unplug all of these. It's going to give me a headache. Thank (laughs) you. Me too. Me too. We're not chronically exposed to fragrance and these chemicals, our body then is a better detective and it's going to tell us by giving us a headache or making us dizzy that we've been exposed to something that is not right for us so i had tried essential oils and i was like like they don't really work right and then i started using doTERRA and i was just like whoa like you said earlier that took my headache away and by the fifth time i took my headache away i was like hmm, maybe these do really work i started sleeping better um you know i use them like our family's medicine cabinet is our essential oils. Like we don't have Tylenol or Advil in our home. Um, Adeline, you know, she's been on antibiotics one and her once in her entire life and she's eight years old. And that's because I've been very mindful about how I treat her and what I expose her to. And just that level of quality when it comes to essential oils is so important because like Sarah said earlier, right? We need to, decrease our toxic load and be empowered whenever we are going to make a choice. And essential oils are really easy, especially just basic ones like lemon, lavender, frankincense, tea tree, peppermint, like those alone, you could make so many things in your home with and replace so many things with.
1: Yeah. And I think just one more resource for the listeners, um, that's extremely useful and that Lindsay actually showed me is an app called think dirty because a lot of the things that we're buying that are greenwashed, they're all natural. They're formulated with this. Well, what the heck is the other stuff that it's formulated with? We can't just take one ingredient or tricky marketing ploy and assume Mm. that it's good for us. So everyone who's listening to this, download the app, think dirty, and you can scan things. You can input your beauty items, your household cleaning items, and it'll tell you essentially how harmful it is for your health and why.
0: We have no affiliation, by the way.
1: And know when you're purchasing
2: DoTerra's product, whether it's essential oils or cleaners or face care products, that you know those standards apply to every product that we put out, and they're very mindful of that, and they're very good with us giving them feedback. if They're using an ingredient we don't like. We're like, hold up, there's mm-hmm. a better one, right? Um, so I really like that when I'm choosing essential oils and. Um, those products to be using in my home and on Adeline that I know that they've been properly tested and that they don't have any of those bad things that I, I don't want to expose us to. In
0: what are a few oils that you use specifically for your children? I don't have children yet, but I know yet. there's a yeah. lot of yet. <laughs> but I know there's a lot of young mothers or soon-to-be mothers who are specifically looking at things that are tailored towards young children. What are certain things that you include in their routine or perhaps in their clothing or anything that has a specific response for them?
2: So she gets an immunity roller put on her spine and feet every day before school and after school. Um, She gets immune supportive oils in her diffuser. Um, If I know she's been exposed to something and what I find is when I'm helping people, what they notice is their child gets sick less often or the duration of it or the symptoms are lessened. So I'm not saying that they're going to cure or fix or treat everything. That's not it at all. Um, Other ones we like to use every day are lavender, you know, whether that's in her diffuser or in her bath for those calming properties, or if she gets a bug bite or a bee sting or a burn, you can just apply lavender right away to that. Um, If she has a stomach ache, you can use stuff like, um, we have a blend called Zengest or Zen and just rubbing that into her stomach instead of having to use an over-the-counter medication. If she has a headache, kids don't usually get headaches. It's very rare, but if they do, you can use spearmint and lavender and just rub it onto their temples and the back of their neck. Um, we use lemon in our water, right? Lemon is a great Way um, to help detoxify the body. We know that, right? Um, so our lemons cold pressed from the rind. So you're still getting those beautiful um, qualities, therapeutics from the lemon, um, which creates an alkaline state in your body. But you're not destroying your oral cavity or your teeth because it's not coming from the um, pulp, right? So those are just some of the ones basically that we use every day. But we have a whole um, little shelf in her bathroom, and she even knows like she has a cough roller. She has a fever roller. She has a tummy roller. She has a I'm scared roller and she's empowered. And that's really cool to see, right? She's not coming to me asking me for a med. She's going and she's using something that she knows works for her, which feels really good.
1: Yeah. So I think just to wrap up our little chat, if you could let the listeners know where they can find you, because Lindsay's Instagram has tons of great recipes, resources, you name it on there. And so you'll definitely want to check that out for how to kind of put these oils into practice.
2: Yeah. So on Instagram, um, I'm Lindsay with an E underscore E underscore Graham.
0: Fantastic. So, If anybody needs a link to go find Lindsay or to perhaps go to look for her to purchase products through, you can find those notes at embodiedwellnesscode.com slash blog slash zero zero six. And that is where you can go for all of the resources. We're going to try to link a lot of this stuff up to science as well, because we talked about so many different oils and so many different benefits. But I want to make sure all of this connects uh, where the rubber hits the road. And so we have some evidence to show people, because I know we've got some science specific people in in our listening crew, in our wellness gang. (laughs) Um, so if anybody needs to, uh, contact Lindsay or share some love on her page, because she does have some excellent resources there, head on over to the podcast notes and see it there. Lindsay, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm sure that we're going to speak again and dive into some deep topics in the future.
2: Awesome. Thank you, you guys. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a good day.
0: Thank you for listening to today's podcast. This podcast provides general information and discussions about health and related subjects. The information and other content provided in this podcast or any linked materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. If you or any other person has medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider and seek other professional medical treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you may have heard on this podcast or any linked material. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast are of no relation to those of any academic, hospital, health practice, or
2: other institution.